So here we are again. Yes, another edition. The second week in a row of two, two. Uh, Thought Police podcasts. And I'm enjoying the twice week. I'm thing. liking it, yeah, because, you know, you and I got a lot to say. And actually, compartmentalising it into half an hour a week yeah, it's a struggle. is not long enough. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's a struggle is this bloody heat. It's absolutely. Which is very, very much against my better judgment, unless I'm lying by a swimming pool or sitting by the sea somewhere. It's too much, isn't I mean, it? It's not, I mean, you don't want to be in London when it's 38 degrees, oh, do you? Oh, God, it's horrible. It really it? is. I mean, um, I just want to stay inside an air-conditioned building because I've got a flat which is not air-conditioned, which is at yeah. the very top of the building. I mean, it's only four storeys. But it's underneath the roof of, you know, what is the loft. And the sun shines on it all day. No matter how much I close like the curtains. a greenhouse. There's no, there's no draft. Yeah. It's a nightmare. I mean, this your is house kind of, is a little bit more airy. Well, it? I've got, you know, uh, this Victorian terraced house brick yeah. and, uh, and it, and it's, it points the right way. So we're actually on the, in the back where there's, it's on the north facing. Yes. So it's kind of cooler. Okay. And they do kind of regulate their Do heat you ever think well, about that, by the way, when you buy a property? Have you ever given any thought no. to whether it's north or south not, facing? Not, but I will do in the next one. Yeah. Because as I've got older, I've, be, I've gotten into gardening a little bit. Okay. You know, I quite like gardening. Right. And so I think a south facing garden, well, any kind of garden yeah. in London would be. Well, you don't want a south facing garden at the moment, though, because it would no, basically turn to dust. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like something out of the grapes of wrath. This I mean, I problem. seem to remember last summer, yeah. um, because people keep saying, you know, oh, this will be the hottest uh, day of the year, or in fact, the hottest recorded temperature in Britain ever, which is what they've been saying this week, yeah. since something like 2003. Yeah. And you go, hang on a second, I thought we were getting hotter. Are you telling me we haven't had a day this hot since 2003? Well, they're, they're these anomalies, aren't they? Yeah. Which this is, I hope. It's another you know. plume. This yeah. time from Morocco. It's, it, it's, it's, the, it's the regularity of those anomalies, yeah. I think, is what they're measuring. And Are they? And they're coming more often. That's the thing. So um, it may uh, the absolute temperature may not be the thing. It's just that we're getting more well, yeah, very hot. Because I remember yeah. last year we went on holiday to Devon on the basis that you know one we wanted to take the dog and two we thought it would be quite nice just to have a, hotel, a, a summer holiday in uh, in England because we'd had a, I think a May holiday in Greece right and so we'd had our sort of dose of sunshine. And all I remember from last year was my garden. I've got quite a big garden down in Sussex, and it was never had to be mowed in the summer because it was just brown because right. it was that hot. Yeah. Um, and then we went to Devon for a week, and it did nothing but fucking rain. Yeah. And we stayed in this little house that had a swimming pool, but the swimming pool wasn't heated, and we never used it. Yeah. Because it was never hot enough. Too cold. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think there's, um, there's definitely. I feel like we are. It, it's not just the summers; it's the winters are much warmer. I, I remember growing up in Merseyside. Yeah. Every year you would get can- school called yeah. off repeatedly school, because, there was a because of all of the snow. snow yeah. yeah. I mean, and I've got pictures of me as a kind of three or four year old, yeah. and we're talking maybe mid sixties. Um, you know, up to my waist in snow. Yeah. In London. So that's good, anyway. So neither of us are climate change deniers. So. I'm not a climate change denier. No. But what's, what's well, going mean, to happen though? What's, what effect well, is it going to have? The problem I have with the, with everything about the climate change argument, right? is that people are hysterical, as mm. ever. You know, you don't get fi- very often that's find somebody rational. I had Piers Corbyn on my show not that long ago, last week, right? Yeah. Jeremy's smarter and much more uh, sort of composite brother, <laughs> who doesn't seem at all grumpy and speaks an awful lot of sense and is regarded by some people as a kind of heretic. God. Because he actually says, that you ask any biologist, CO2 is actually a good thing. He says CO2 is not a bad thing. It is required for all things to grow. Yes, but too we, much of it is a bad thing. Well, I'm not a scientist here. He is, right? And he says right. it's a good thing. So you can argue with him if you like. 
But, you know, you could also find another scientist well, that will say... Well, surely you're saying that carbon dioxide as a thing is necessary to life. But yeah. the point of global warming is, is that there's, no. we're well, creating he's, too much no, of it. No, he is convinced, right, and I, dis- and I don't disagree with him, that this whole construct is about governments willing to control the people, willing to tax the people, giving mad. them... Well, he's a Jeremy Corbyn's brother, so how yeah. can he be mad? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's not mad at he all. He sounds no, barking. He's not barking. So no. you think global warming is a, a, a sort of multinational he parliamentary that conspiracy? The climate change movement, yes, which is we can both agree a political movement, right? Yes, it is not at all based on a lot of scientific research. Well, I don't it know. It is if based. That's true. No, it's based. Well, it wouldn't come as no surprise to you to find that most Remainers who are mad on Here Twitter are also go. mad climate change Here activists, we go. Right? And shoplifters, no doubt. And well, I wouldn't it. make that accusation because I wouldn't try and besmirch <laughs> anyone's uh, character right. without knowing them individually. Right. And would never love people. Apart from the fact that they're all mad. Well, I wouldn't say that either. You but just they are, did. No, no, I said they're obsessive and they think that climate change is a thing and they think that staying in the European Union is something we should do, right? They, yeah. There's an awful lot of people... So you're putting those two things together now? Well, I am, because I yeah. see it. And applying it daily, to 16 million I see it people. on a daily basis, right? right? And the thing is that most of the things that we are... We agreed in the last podcast we did that most of the stuff we're doing is pointless, right? Yeah. Most of the taxes that yes. we're being asked to pay don't go towards saving the planet. Yeah. Most of the actions that we're taking are not going to save the planet. No. And as I constantly remind people, we've only been measuring temperature for 154 years in this country, right? Right. Or in the world. So we don't actually know whether the pattern that we're seeing is in any way relevant to to us. But we know the ice caps are melting and we know the sea levels are rising. Yeah, well, the ice caps melted during the Ice Age, but it wasn't even driving around the land Why did they melt? Well, in the Ice Age, well, they didn't melt in the Ice Age. Yeah, they did. There was ice all the way down. They froze in the Ice Age. Well, after the Ice Age, I mean. When the Ice Age finished. They called it the Ice Age for a reason. Yeah, right. it was fucking cold. So when the Ice Age ended, right, what what ended it? Was it people driving around in Land (laughs) Rovers flying to Rio de Janeiro (laughs) on jumbo jets? Was it? Because I don't think it was. It was all those mammoths they were farting around too much. Farting too much. I mean, they're extinct now, No, but I mean, look, there was a time when when the United Kingdom was was attached to... this house where we right now are yes. was covered in ice because you know yes. where do you know where the ice age line stopped no chalk farm did it really yeah yeah. How do you know that? Because How I just... How does anyone know that? Because it was known at the time... Well, it wasn't Chalk Farm Tube. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> that place where madness posed for the album cover. But, I mean, geographically speaking, it was a bottom of Haverstock Hill. <laughs> it was. It was that- That's where the Ice Age ended. <laughs> it's the Ice true. Age ended at the bottom yeah, of Haverstock Hill. it did. Hill. <laughs> it did. I'm not joking. That's brilliant. Yeah. So your house currently would have been in... Would it have been under the ice, the ice cap. Yeah. yeah. But why did it melt? Well, I, d- I don't know. You don't because, know. Because climate is cic- cyclical. Is it? I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, it okay. must be, evidentially. Yeah, but, you know, my point is is that, you know, the fact that the ice caps may or may not be melting, because they're parts of the South Atlantic yeah. where actually the ice is growing and it's getting thicker. Is it? Yes. And that can be found. I mean, you can find evidence, as we said before, for any number of different theories, okay? Mm. The North Pole ice cap is melting, no question. You can yeah. see it on a daily basis. Your good mate Sir David Attenborough goes up there regularly, you know, and blows the shit off the fucking greenhouse effect <laughs> by flying up there and, you know, filming and flying about <laughs> with all of his crew, burning loads of electricity and holes yeah. in the snow. Yeah. Uh, but in the South, it's a different matter. Is it? Totally. Do you remember that... Uh, picture that Donald Trump tweeted from the from his plane window. He was flying over, obviously flying over Greenland right. or something like loads of sea ice and mm. sea. 
and he took just took a photo of all this sea ice. <laughs> so so much for global warming. Like like he just yeah. completely proved it. Yeah, well, of course that's the yeah. thing. But I'm not. I'm no doubt many of Trump supporters will be reusing that and totally. saying this is great. Yeah. But I mean, you mentioned what it used to be like. I mean, I remember, for example, you won't remember this. You're too young. But I remember there was a massive summer, a hot summer, 1976. I remember it really well. Yeah, 76. Right. Well, for some reason, my parents were away. um, And my sister and I were hanging about together. She was, I guess, I was about 15. She was about 17. And we both decided to bunk off school. And we had a flat roof. We lived in a block of flats, but it was a flat roof. And we went up on the flat roof and just lay there. And I think drank beer. Turning brown. For about three Getting burnt to an absolute crisp. And in the evening, we went to see the... um, not the premiere, but it was the very new showing of Tommy, the movie, right. the Who movie, yeah. uh, in Leicester Square. Because that was a big thing in those days. Yeah. You didn't just go to your local, no. you know, view theatre. You went into town. Yeah. So we, we went into Leicester Square with the big seats and everything. Fantastic. And I just remember sitting, like, in pain Fantastic. because I was so burnt. But do you remember, like, in the holidays when, like, well, you'd have been in your 20s, I yeah. in my early teens... You, you set out to, to come back like mahogany brown. Yeah. You know, and you would lie on a, literally oh, yeah. lie on a beach for two weeks. Well, my sister and her friends would literally cover themselves in olive oil or something. Yeah. You know, they yeah. wouldn't even bother with... Well, there's that Hawaiian tropics yeah. bronzing, bronzing oil, yeah, they yeah. used to call it. Smells of coconut. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. But you'd... So you'd, you'd basically you'd, frying in Well, the by the end of the first week, you'd, you'd already be peeling. Mm. And then you'd go in for your deeper yeah. second week and you'd come back looking chestnut. Yeah. You know? I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again because it was... A, Craig McKenzie and I, our good mate, he's yeah. got a golf holidays with him and we went to um we went down the algarve one year right and we it was a horrendous kind of you know drinking and and, and just madness yeah. just the two of us and we'd play a lot of golf and it was kind of i think it was march early early april and so it wasn't that the weather wasn't that warm and you'd go out on the first tee and it was kind of like dew on the ground and as we were going around it started to get hotter and hotter and by the time we finished at lunchtime it was blazing hot it was like you know yeah. sort of 35 degrees yeah. and of course we sat with no no suntan oil or anything yeah. sat outside um, on the terrace and had a few beers and a hamburger for lunch went out and played some more golf on the way back to the to the little shabby uh, sort of two bedroom place that we'd rented down kid to Delago um I said, we'd better stop at some pharmacia and get some um, some aftersun. I said, because I yeah. can feel my face is just burning <laughs> up, right? So I ran into this place, picked up this stuff, aftersun, right, that'll do. Got back. Um, started sort of putting it all over my face. And um, we went out for dinner, more drink, you know, nothing yeah. really changed. Came back, put more on. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night to go repeat, put the light on. And it was like, oh, have you know that scene in, um, in Poltergeist where the guy's like pulling bits off his face? <laughs> Literally, my face had turned some kind of orange colour, right? And I was thinking, Christ, you know. And it turned out that I'd bought um, After Sun with tanning accelerant in it. <laughs> and, and I could, was look, literally, I mean, I, he said to me at one point, he said, they're never going to let you back into the country. Yeah, Trump orange. So you are actually look, you look Indian, That's right? Great. And uh, we went to play at Villa Moore, which is a very posh uh, club. Yeah. And we'd been introduced to the... Um, and it was something we'd set up and got a freebie. So we had to go and meet all the kind of, you know, the big boys and the, and the PRs and everything. And I'd also got some kind of a mole, something on my nose anyway. So I went into the room and he introduced me as Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all looking around going, what's happened to him? Oh my God. It was horrendous. It took about three weeks for it to, like, to get back to normal. Bloody hell. And literally, because it wouldn't stop at that yeah, point. Yeah. Once you've got it, <laughs> every day it just gets browner and browner and Agent browner. Orange and I literally, on. yeah, I mean, I looked like, uh, I just looked like I was from India. I've only ever played golf with Craig once. And you were there, I think. In, in, what was that think tank we went to at the Mirror Dance? In that oh, in La Manga. La Manga. Yeah, yeah, did you play down there? Yeah. 
But so that was a great trip. It back, was fantastic, wasn't it? and and that was where the uh, column three AM was invented, or mm. Richard Wallace. That's right, it was. Yeah, I remember sitting around yeah. that big table. That's right. We went on right. a three day trip. Yeah, uh, which is this which, is when the Daily Mirror had money. Yeah, yeah. and there was probably what thirty people there. Yeah. Um, and we spent two and a half hours, I think, on the Saturday morning. Yeah. Talking about the paper. The rest of the time was just, just jolly. golf and booze. Golf and booze. Yeah. I remember. Um, and loads of people watching porn, I seem to remember Oh, really? As well. I don't remember that. Yeah. But uh, what I do remember is that Piers Morgan had brought this really expensive um, driver, right? Right. He put it in, told everybody about it, carbon right. fibre, this, that, and the other. And I'd put it on the uh, the luggage rack. Oh. And when he came into into the airport, right, it was snapped in two. <laughs> so Piers went to the pro shop of yeah. the manga and said to the guy, Right, he was obviously on Exes, right. right? He said, right, just give us the most expensive driver you've got, right? And the fella said, came out with it, it was like 550 euros right. or something like that. And, right. he, and he said to Piers, he said, how good are you? And he said, Piers, oh, yeah, I'm really good, I'm good, yeah. you know, that's Piers Wood. Right. And he said, no, 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 I mean, really, how good are you? And Piers said, well, you know, I go around about handicap about 16 or something right. like that. He rested it out of his hands. <laughs> you, can't, you can't use that. My God. But my then dad. We, we went to the starting thing. The point yeah. was, we, we had to start off the uh, 10th yes. tee. Right. And there was a little, they were all a little bit anxious about us because we were quite a bit rowdy. We and, were. And I remember Craig McKenzie striding up to the 10th tee where this back nine starter right. was. Because did hook. they not put us on the small course as well rather than the big one? I can't remember. Because they've got two courses right. there. I can't and remember I think, that. I think they put us on the small but one. But Craig marched up to the tee uh, and right in full view of the starter took his uh, flies down and started having a pee <laughs> right on the tee. Like he was behind a bush in some... some he is. Com- I mean, I've played so much golf with Craig over the years and it's incredible <laughs> how completely and utterly... Um, oblivious he is yeah. to anything yeah. I mean I've been in situations where he'd be marching up the fairway and I'd have to shout Craig I'm about to hit the shot you know he's so single minded particularly when he's yeah. not playing very well yeah. but we went once to America where we had a great time we, we got a freebie to the um, PGA um, National which is just out of North uh, Fort Lauderdale around yeah. there um, but we also played a couple of other courses and um, the one funny moment and I'm sorry for anyone that this is a boring golf story but he had found himself in this bunker, um, sort of midway across the hole, and he had to. He was about two hundred yards to the green, and he took out his wood, and he gets into the bunker, and there was a guy, sort of local greenkeeper type guy there, uh, who was clearly Cuban, and um, or Mexican or Hispanic in some way. Anyway. Mm. And Craig steps steps into the bunker, and he goes right, as you can imagine, he would right. This is going straight on the green. And this guy looks at me and he goes, hey, he says, your friend Cuban? And I said, no, what do you mean? He says, he should talks a lot of bullshit. <laughs> and of course he hit it about three feet. He stayed in the bunker. <laughs> Very funny. Well, well, on that T-shirt, where after Craig had peed and yeah. the guy had finally let us on, I, because I, I, I was nervous, I volunteered to go first. And I oh. put the ball down and got the driver out. And then thought, I'm going to take the skin off this. And swung at it so hard, I completely missed the ball. Except I got close enough to it that by the, 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 the motion air. of the air and yeah. just knocked it off the tee and it sort of <laughs> rolled about three inches and there was just this silence then Piers yeah. Morgan just went shot Matt <laughs> funnily enough the manga's got quite a good history for him because you remember when um, there was some moment at which he had to sort of do a runner and I can't remember at what point in his career as an editor it was but I think he was at the mirror right um and he escaped and everybody wanted to know where he was he was getting doorsteps and I think it was in the middle of one of the scandals you know yeah. and he fucked off to La Manga secretly right? right unfortunately only to find that not only was he there but the entire Leicester City football team were there <laughs> and then they had that incident with the fire uh, the fire oh, thing do you remember there he that? was there oh, I didn't know but that but nobody knew he was there right so fucking Fleet Street descends on La Manga yeah 
to, to, to do the story about all these Leicester City footballers who had let off a fire extinguisher and it was all held That was Muzzy, is it? And all these That's guys, a lot. Yeah, and I think was Collymore not involved Collymore in that as well? Collymore was there, yeah. And Piers was there. And uh, Robbie, um, what's his Savage? Name? Robbie Savage, yeah. I, think. I think. Yeah, I think, I think it was. Right, yeah. It was that sort of era. Yeah. And Piers, in the end, apparently, I mean, he's told the story about it against right. himself. He eventually just stopped hiding and came out and went, all right, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and they, were, they weren't interested because the other story was better than his anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't stand it anymore. And he oh just went drinking God. with them at the bar. That's crazy. You know, which was very was funny. But listen, I want to go back to um, Boris Johnson for a moment. Yes. Because I want you to think back to when we started the Thought Police podcast and you expressed some amount of inc- incredulity yeah. when I said to you, don't you think it's a bad idea for Carrie Simmons to move into Downing Street? Now, how big a story has that become? Absolutely. Since we talked about ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. You know, now we're going to move in. Well, I mean, there were two stories at the weekend. Mm. Uh, one said that they'd broken up, which was clearly wrong. Mm. I don't know who fed them the Times that. I think it was in the Times. Mail on Sunday had it that they bought instead a new love nest in Camberwell for 1.3 million. Right. Um, and presumably sold off the other place living next door to the vegan nutters. Yeah. You know, Guardian uh, guardian plants. Well, the people with a social conscience, you know. No, no, the vegan nutters, oh, Guardian right. plants, oh, those right. guys, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and probably, even as we speak, desperately trying to find out where the new house is, you know, so they can move next door again, you know. <laughs> but, um, but isn't it interesting how it's become a thing where Johnson has now more or less said that he thinks it would be, quote, unwise to move her in. Uh, to Downing Street yeah. because it would the focus so he's not going to walk well, you, up as you said you said you know it, you, can you be a bachelor yeah. in Downing Street well um, I just, this is why I don't I, I think it was I dismissed incredibly it incredibly prescient it, of me it's a very very interesting question yeah because it shows right. you that as much as we may think we've moved forward in a way say for example that, that lots of countries in, in Europe have where they've all manner of different kind of uh, you know living arrangements depending on what they do and you know nobody really cares that much yeah. but here we still do well do you seem. remember Francis Hollande was found shagging uh, and the, the story was more about the fact that he went there on a scooter yeah. than the fact that he yeah. was shagging exactly was like, nobody yeah. really cared yeah. you yeah. know and, in, and you know nobody cares if you're gay uh, in certain countries nobody cares if you're straight I still think that in this country uh, that would be quite a big master do you think that people do you think a gay politician would uh, suffer at the polls no, because there are plenty of gay politicians. Yeah, but I think, if they were become, if they were, if they were, so say. I, I mean, I honestly don't think they would. No. Um, now. Yeah. Um, but when now that we know what people's attitudes and or what even Boris Johnson's own attitude is about his girlfriend quotes or or as some people have put it, his mistress because technically he's still married. Yeah. You know, I maybe mean, we're a bit more morally kind of questionable than than we thought. Yeah. You what know? about what about a black prime minister? Do you think Britain's ready for a black prime minister? I think minister? so. Yeah. I think so. I've always said I've always thought that Britain is much less racist as a country than America has yeah. ever been. Really? And America has had a, a black president. Yeah. And I think if say some, I mean, you wouldn't want somebody like James Cleverly because he's a Tory. Mm. But if James Cleverly, or became, David Lammy, for instance, you know? I wouldn't want David Lammy, but not and nothing to do with his color of his skin. I just think you just he's don't like him. Wally. Right. Well, yeah, I just don't like. I would never vote for him. But I think that uh, that James Cleverly was to suddenly run for, for, for office and he was to become the next Prime Minister. I don't think anyone would bat an eyelid. Yeah. Really no, don't. I agree. I, hope, I absolutely hope you're right. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I am. I mean, look, there are people in this country who are unreconstructed racists. Of yeah. course there are. Yeah. And there are people like that all over the place. But I don't think the majority of people in this country yeah. care or give us stuff. I no, really don't. I hope, not. I hope not. I really don't. It's too... I mean, you look at the football team. You look at the England football team. There's barely a white person in it, yeah. for want of a better phrase. I mean, yeah. you know... Um, and, and the whole of sport is in this country yeah. in which we are being very successful yeah. as we talked about when we talked about the cricket is yeah. incredibly multicultural well my daughter's a good athlete and yeah. she she runs for uh, 
she does all track and field for London Heathside. Right. And she was competing at the uh, Alliance Park where Saracens play. Oh, yeah. And there was, it was under 15s, 17s, under 13s. Mm. And honest to God, you had every single colour across the spectrum. Yeah. It was like it was like what you see in a mini Olympics. Like yeah. lots of young, tall black kids doing yeah. sprinting, lots of uh, tall bean pole white kids yeah. doing the high jump. But it, it's definitely true that um, that sport, I think, has been a great yes. kind of uh, door to to defeating racism. Because oh, how, so. how can you cheer the England football team? Yeah. And, and be a racist, well, incredibly, but, but some people do. Incredibly, there are still people yeah. who are like that, yeah. which I find so abominable and yeah. pathetic that yeah. you just don't even... I mean, you don't even want to continue being considered to be from the same country or something no, like that, right. really, you know? But, but also, that, I think our kids are very much less judgmental do you think even that, than we are. that's more of a London thing, though, than it is? Not really. I don't think so. Do I you think, think if you go to a school in Aberdeen, for instance, where yeah. they're all, all the kids are white, yeah. you know, uh, do you think that when those kids come down to London to work, that it, that it, London doesn't freak them out a bit? I don't think so, unless no. they've got parents who are like that. Because yeah. I always think that that's where it comes from. Because yeah. most kids, and my own kids included, are so um, inclusive about everything yeah. that, you know, they look at me like some stupid old git, which is entirely as they should look at me, you know, because adulation's all very well. You know, but, you know... <laughs> occasionally, Well, yeah, but occasionally it's good when they, you know, like when I tweeted out that, you know do shut up your old bore to yeah. Sir David Attenborough you know my daughter Emma who worships the ground on which I walk she just was like I didn't like that dad yeah. and I'm like so what because it was ageist no because Sir David Attenborough is, is like saint godlike figure, you can't yeah. criticise him you know I, I think ageism and I've, I've been guilty of this in the past ageism is far more likely to be a thing I would say yeah. nowadays yeah. and a lot of it comes I have to say from people who are supposedly on the tolerant left. That's right. You know? And I've been guilty of yeah. it. You know, and, and without and I realise it's a blind spot and I think it's a blind spot for a lot of people that, you know, you're quite casually mm. Well it's always good in my the age, way yeah. to do it for my view is in and, and we've all made mistakes uh, in, in certain ways that we've either written down or said or whatever. Yeah. Substitute whatever it is that you're attacking yeah. with black or Jew or, Jew or, like that, yeah. or Arab and then would you or say it, anything. Yeah. And then would you say it? Yeah. And if the answer is, well, actually, that wouldn't look so good. Yeah. I think, you have, to, I think you have to be careful. Yeah. You know? Because also, I mean, the thing about the whole Remain um, Leave argument as well, where you see, you know, generally speaking, the Remain is saying, oh, it's all the old people that voted. You know, I'm sorry. Whenever I look at, you know, marches in favour of Remain, it's all old people. Yeah, you know, there's no old true. people on it's both sides. It's right. well, the same as plenty of young people You're on right. both sides, and, yeah. a, and a general lack of diversity in, on those on the remain march. Very, like, very, yeah. very white. I'm surprised yeah. John Snow hasn't remarked on it. Yeah. to be honest, but yeah. he only remarks on the things that are white <laughs> that he doesn't like. Yeah, as opposed to the things that are white that he does like. Yeah, you know, no, there's a lot of truth in that. There yeah. is a lot of truth in that, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, going back to the the, the, the weather, I wanted to talk to you a bit about the weather coverage that we've done yeah. over the course of time, because of course, I mean. It doesn't take long, does it, for them to do the few water scorcher headlines? You know, hotter than July. Well, they've know, got the graphics. Bermuda. I mean, those burning sun graphics that right. you see on the front page of the tabloids—they're yeah. sort of like they're on, they're on the first column of things right. to drag over. But do you remember the you know? days when I mean, papers are now kind of actively not doing it. Um, but there was a time when all that you would do, uh, if you were on the picture desk of a national newspaper and it was a hot day was you'd send a picture, uh, some local guy from Bournemouth News Agency down to Bournemouth Beach, find a nice looking bird in a bikini yeah. and send it up. And, we'll and put more it often on. than not like a sort of 16 year old. It's all yeah, like yeah. very creepy now you think well, about it, isn't it? Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And nowadays when they do sort of pictures of people sunbathing in Regent's Park and stuff, they have to be quite yeah. um, 
shall we say, all-encompassing. No, but that was, I mean, that's only like 15 years ago you would have... I mean, I, even, I think it's even more recent. No, than like that, the Times. It? You know, all newspapers would mm. have a picture of a pretty girl yeah. taking advantage of the unseasonal sunshine. Yeah. You know, and and it's you think you, you couldn't do it now. No. Well, and I remember when I was at university. Right, you know, I hope, when I was at university in Bath, right, yeah. and and I was sort of a, a, sort of wanting to be a journalist, working on the local paper, the, not the local paper, the, the student paper, which I became the editor of, right. Yeah. And I used to know a guy quite well through my parents, who was the Bristol correspondent for the Daily Express and he rang me up one day and he said um, have you got any dolly birds working for you and I was like uh, sorry what do you mean and uh, he said you know it's a couple of good looking girls you know it's a lovely hot day he said I've got to find somebody to take a picture of you kidding and he sent a photographer to our campus right yeah. and I had there was a couple of young girls that were friends of mine yeah. who didn't really work on the paper yeah um, and uh, this photographer arrived and he said, right, let's go and take some pictures. And they, they were just in summer dresses, you know, yeah. but it was a sort of... Out but they were up for it. But they were up for it. And this guy was taking their pictures and, and what do you do on the paper? Yeah. And they were kind of looking at me and I said, oh, they do, you know, variety of things in variety. You know, it's all bollocks, right? But it's good that that's gone, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I can't imagine now somebody ringing me up at Talk Radio going... Um, you got decent looking women there. Yeah. You want to come down and take some pictures? Can you, you go... Uh, go and get their bikinis. Yeah. yeah. Do you mind? You know, it's really change it's it? really changed but that's it's so when you think back and it's, i'm just thinking back now for the first time really in that context it was so creepy mm. really you know and a lot of the stuff was i mean it's pervy yeah, really, yeah a lot of the stuff and i remember editors going through i mean this is i remember an, ed, an editor i won't name them and mm. it was an editor in a, of a paper not in london right that i worked for and i remember him looking at these pictures and saying oh that'll give him a wee stiffy you know, and right. that was the sort of goal yeah. was, you know, to, right. so that'll turn the blokes well, on. Well, presumably that was the original point of the whole page three thing in the sun. Must be, I suppose. But I don't know, because, but, I mean, for a long time, people argued about why the hell would you want to get rid of it? Yeah. You know, do you remember when Claire remember, Short was campaigning to yeah. get rid of it but years ago? Rebecca years Wade, ago. when she got made editor, yeah. she came in, everyone thought this is the end of page right. three, and she came in day one with a yeah. I love page right. three badge on it. But then eventually they said, well, actually it does seem a bit weird. And was when it Dominic Moen got rid of it? I think it was, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. for him, yeah. But, I mean, she was involved in that as well yeah, at that, yeah, by yeah. that stage. Yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I think, that, I'm not sure if the Daily Star still do it. I think they might do. But it just looks weird. You just yeah. kind of go, well, why am I opening a newspaper? And seeing a pair of tits. And, uh, yeah, seeing, yeah, exactly, a half-naked yeah. woman. I mean, it what, does make it, much what does sense. it, yeah, and what does it, what's it and for? what are you buying a paper <laughs> like that for? If that's yeah. the reason you're buying it, yeah. why is that, why are you buying it? Yeah. You know, as if, if you want to, if you you know, it's not as if there's not a, a variety of places you can go yeah, yeah. if you want to watch a naked woman. Well, listen, I'll tell you what, because uh, I forgot to mention this on uh, Tuesday, yeah. but we've got an email address. Oh yes, I wanted to ask you we about have. that we've because your address. idea, right, is yeah. to get people to interact with us. Now, what do you want them to do with this? Well, email I just address? thought you could people could send in comments right. if they wanted to, okay. or tell us if we're talking bollocks, right? Or they could ask us to talk about certain subjects. Oh, I you know, see. If okay. they think. You know, Mike and Matt would be great yeah. talking about dot, dot, dot. Oh, okay. They could suggest that. But it could just be like a, a weekly sort of letters bag. Yeah. And sometimes we could discuss it. Right. And, you know, you don't think you're just opening to... yourself up to a load of abuse? Well, almost certainly, but <laughs> plus, plus a change. But anyway, I think the email, right. the email is thoughtpolicepod, right. as it sounds, right. at gmail.com. Well, do you know what I'll do? Because we've got a spot on the um, Twitter account. Where you yeah. can put an email address. Great. I'll put it there as well. Great. I'll tweet it out. We can do it on Facebook as well. Perfect. With exactly what it is. So it's thoughtpolicepod at, at gmail.com. Gmail and okay. the other thing people can do for us, if if you're enjoying the show, give us a good give us a rating on yeah. iTunes and leave a comment. 
if mm. you're not enjoying the show, don't. And we are, and clearly people are enjoying it because it's still in the charts. And yes. It's still holding its place, which very is gratifying, good. Very gratifying. Yeah. It's very gratifying when you look around at all of the other things around it, yeah. which are things from the BBC, yeah. things from very established with, like, media companies. People. Yeah, well, people with actual <laughs> staff. Yes. You know, people with, with actual, you know, very expensive electronic equipment. That's right. You know, producers. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't. We're sitting because in, it's just in case podcast you, of the people. people keep saying, why are you recording it in a bathroom? Yeah. Or it sounds like you're recording it in yeah. a bathroom. Well, it, it's ne- nearly a bathroom. It's not quite a bathroom. But, but it's actually, a small study about, what, eight foot by ten foot. Mm. And uh, we do it with a single microphone. There's a certain authenticity to it. I like to think. You that's know? a great word That's for what it. I like. It's, it's authenticity. Yeah. It's authentic because, you know, we, yeah. we don't need to live in the world of, you know, media conglomerates. We don't need well, we do a bit. High production We values. do a bit, but not for this, no. you know. <laughs> but this is the Thought Police. Listen, we'll yeah. be doing two a week from now on. Who knows? We might even get ambitious and start doing more. Well, do you know what? There are some people who do it every day. I know. Well, I think one of us, you'd have to get But we'd have to be in the same job. place, wouldn't yeah. we? We can't yeah. do it. We can't be in the same place you'd every day. You'd have to take it really seriously. We would. All right. There'd well, have to be some money in it for us. There would have to be more money in it for us. <laughs> let's put it that way. Right. We'll see you next week. See you next week. This house where we right now are yes. was covered in ice because you know yes. where do you know where the ice age line stopped? No, Chalk Farm. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah. How do you know that? Because How I just does anyone know that? Because it was known at the time. Well, it wasn't Chalk Farm tube. It wasn't like you know <laughs> that place where madness posed for the album cover. But I mean, geographically speaking, it was the bottom of Haverstock Hill. <laughs> it was. It was. That's where the ice age ended. <laughs> it's the ice true. age ended at the bottom yeah, of Haverstock Hill. It did. Hill. It did. It's not joking. That's brilliant. Yeah. So I ran into this place, picked up this stuff after some night that would do. Got back, um, started sort of putting it all over my face, and um, we went out for dinner. More drink, you know, nothing yeah. really changed. Came back, put more on. <laughs> yeah. I woke up in the middle of the night to go repeat. Put the light on. And it was like, oh, have you, you know that scene in um, in Poltergeist where the guy's like pulling bits off his face? <laughs> Literally, my face had turned some kind of orange colour, right? And I was thinking, Christ, you know. And it turned out that I'd bought um, After Sun with tanning accelerant in it. <laughs> it's definitely true that um, that sport, I think, has been a great yes. kind of uh, door. To, to defeating racism because oh, how, so. how can you cheer the England football team yeah. and, and be a racist well, incredibly, but, but some people do incredibly there are still people yeah. who are like that yeah. which I find so abominable and yeah. pathetic that yeah. you just don't even I mean you don't even want to continue being considered to be from the same country or something no, like that right. really you know oh that'll give them a wee stiffy